Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Jody McDonald uh, issuing in a guest uh, that we haven't talked to in a bit because the NBA season has just gotten underway. We'll have him on a couple times over the course of the year. He's one of the best who covered on a day-in, day-out basis that he's doing these days for Forbes and Heavy.com. Our buddy Sean Devaney joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Sean, how was your New Year's? Very good, Jody Mack. How about you? Good. Uh, watch a little basketball, as a matter of fact, into all of the good. bowl games and everything else. And, uh, yes, had a couple of good meals. That's all I need. And you have a smile on my face. Um, and I have a smile on my face because of the NBA being back in the start of the season. Um, what would you say you've learned most about what the rest of the season's going to look like after just a week and a half of play? Well, I think it's it's been so far so good on the COVID stuff. You know, it's been just a limited number of uh, of missed games. Um, you know, that's going to be obviously a big factor here uh, with uh, uh, with anybody, uh, any of these teams as we go forward. Um, we haven't seen too many guys missing games yet, and and so that's something certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, but you know, beyond that. You know, it, 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 it's shaping up right now to look a lot like last year did, where you're going to have the Lakers at the top of the West. Uh, the East is going to be much more of a jumble. You know, we'll see if uh, uh, if the Bucks pull it together and play like they did last year. Uh, but, uh, but you know, you're going to have, uh, I think, a lot of the same dynamics that we saw last year uh, with the Clippers sort of uh, uh, staking their claim as, as the number two team. We know that that didn't work out well for them last year uh, in the uh, in the playoffs. But I, I think in the regular season, we'll see Lakers uh, sort of uh, uh, maintaining that, that, that number one spot, uh, the Clippers right behind them. And then uh, uh, in the East, we'll probably see the Bucks, and then, and then, and then sort of a mass of teams. And, and I think that that's, uh, uh, that's going to be uh, much how this is going to play out. I think the one wild card in all this is James Harden. Uh, where does he wind up, uh, and does it happen quickly? Does it happen, uh, you know, quickly enough so that a team, whether it's 
you know, a Philadelphia or uh, or Miami uh, can get him in there fast enough to really uh, adjust their, their their style of play to what he does uh, and have that be effective and have them uh, go from being, you know, one of that mass of, of pretty good teams uh, into becoming a contender. I like NBA empowerment for their players. Certainly, I believe in the NBA more than any other sport. Players can dictate where they play, where they're going to get traded to, where their career goes, and more power to them for that. But sometimes it can run amok, and you get the feeling that it's the inmates running the asylum. Um, Harden has tried to flex his muscles in Houston uh, he can't just dictate a trade, so he is still ongoing. He's out of tonight's lineup, but he has played in the first three games for the Rockets and played pretty well, as a matter of fact, without getting any preseason in. Um, is there too much power for the NBA players right now for their own good? You know, I, I, I think the thing that, that so many players uh, tend to forget, and, and, and this is something that uh, I remember I talked uh, with, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar about this, uh, uh, two years ago when Anthony Davis was, all the stuff was happening around Anthony Davis and uh, he was still with the Pelicans and would he get traded to the Lakers or not or would it be another team? Uh, you know, Kareem talked about how uh, he went uh, in 1974, before the 1974 season, met with the owners of the Bucks and said, look, that's it. I'm not going to sign on to stay here. I would like to be traded. They did it in a hotel ballroom. Uh, uh, you know, they had this, this kind of conferences meeting, uh, in a hotel in downtown Milwaukee. Uh, and, and, and that was sort of how Kareem let the team know that he wanted out. Uh, and it was all done sort of on the down low. And, uh, he told them, I'd like to go to New York. I'd like to go to Los Angeles. One of those places. He had a couple other teams that were on the list. Uh, and, and, and he said, you know, we're, we're going to have to make this happen. Uh, and it did. And, and when you do it that way, when you do it quietly, uh, you know, when you're not going through Twitter and, and, and having, uh, uh, you know, as much, uh, uh, as much coverage as possible, you are enhancing your chances of actually getting traded. When you, when, when you do the things that James Harden has been doing, you lower your trade value, you make it more difficult to get traded. Anthony Davis made it pretty difficult for the Pelicans to pull off a trade because they were dealing from a position of weakness. That's the position that James Harden has put the Rockets in. Uh, so that, that's the thing to me that really stands out about this is that players, if you want to get traded, you've got to realize that you're part of the process. You can't destroy your trade value uh, as you're looking to, to, to have a deal made. John Devaney from uh, Forbes and Heavy.com talking NBA with us here on the fan, here on CBS Sports Radio. The Phoenix Suns have gotten off to a pretty good start. 5-1, and one, best record in the NBA early going here. I know the Chris Paul edition kind of changed the dynamic on that team, but they started making strides in the bubble last year, and they've been able to pick it up right where they left off to start this season. If we acknowledge that the Suns are a team absolutely headed in the right direction, who should be getting the most credit for that? Well, I think you'd have to give James Jones, the the, the GM, some credit for that because he's made some really good draft picks. Um, DeAndre Ayton, actually the number one pick from a couple of years ago, has not played that well. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're doing all this without him really hitting his stride. Uh, but you, no question, you've got to uh, credit James Jones for 
uh, having the vision to bring in some of the players that he brought in, uh, and then and then pulling the trigger on the Chris Paul move when it was time. You know, because you've got to let a young team develop uh, and 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 figure out its roles before you decide. Okay, what's the veteran? Who's that guy who can put us over the top? And I think Chris Paul is a perfect fit there. Uh, you know, Ricky Rubio was okay, uh, but you know, not a guy who can score, not a guy who's going to lead the team in the clutch down 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 the stretch in those crunch time situations. Uh, that's that's the real difference that 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 Chris Paul makes. And I think we've already seen that uh, with with the Suns, where they haven't necessarily played. You know, they played Denver the other night and, and didn't necessarily play a great game. Uh, but but they were right there with them, and Chris Paul helped them win that game down the stretch. That's what Chris Paul does, uh, and I think that that uh, uh, you know between he and James Jones, that's that that to me, those two guys deserve most of the credit. Want to get your read on a team in the Eastern Conference who uh, again we expected to step up, and they've been okay so far this year. They've been kind of yin and yang when they've been good. They've been very good when they've been bad. They've been dis- surprisingly and disappointingly bad, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. The combo of KD and Kyrie, I saw both of their first two games. They both look great. The team looked great. They ripped off two good wins, and then they turn around and lose two games in a row with those two guys taking a rehabilitation day off. Call it load management. Call it uh, coming back from injury, whatever you want. They By the fourth game of the season, they were both sitting out together, which I had a problem with. But Kyrie is who Kyrie is. He's a strange individual, but he's a talented player. And again, I thought two games in, you could make an argument for him for MVP. Last night, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn when they turned around and lost the Atlanta Hawks. Is that kind of a different dynamic team that they have in Brooklyn going to work this year in your estimation? Yeah, and I, and I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head there, that, that there's just such a weird dynamic there. Uh, it's a real challenge for a, for a first-year head coach like like Steve Nash, and, and and he did well to to bring in guys like Mike D'Antoni and and Jock Vaughn, guys who have been uh, head coaches in other places. So he does have uh, those guys to lean on. But but in the end, he's the head coach, and he's got to be able to figure out this chemistry. Uh, I think it's going to be a real issue for them uh, because if you've got these guys wanting to take a game off here, a game off there, it's going to be hard to get everybody on the same page. Uh, they suffered a pretty bad injury with uh, with Spencer Didwitty going down uh, with his ACL. Now, now he hadn't played well in the beginning of the year, but he's important to them because uh, they like to have as many ball handlers on the court as they can. You've got Kyrie, Dinwiddie, uh, and and Durant. You've got three ball handlers that allows you to play really, really fast and take advantage uh, of how much talent you have on the offensive end. Without Dinwiddie, that that changes that dynamic. Uh, so already you're seeing a, an injury step in and 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 affect them, uh, and then you have to wonder, you know, how much, how often are Kyrie and Durant going to play? Is it going to be enough that they can form that chemistry? Are other players going to get a little resentful? Uh, you know, we've heard a lot about special treatment uh, that that some players get. I think they're, uh, you know, the guys who have been in Brooklyn and, and really helped build that thing up from remember how bad they were just a few years ago. Uh, I'm sure they're not going to like the fact that that these two new guys come in and, and are getting the kick glove treatment. So, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's going to be a challenge, I think, for Steve Nash uh, to hold that thing together and, and and to develop chemistry running up against all these uh, uh, all these other factors that we're talking about here. 
And we're talking to Sean Demony, NBA uh, insider for us here on CBS Sports Radio. I, I want to ask you about what happened with San Antonio the other night, and I have to explain myself carefully here because I think it's going to make me sound like a uh, uh, misogynistic guy. I didn't think it was that big a deal that you had Becky Hammond step in and fill in for uh, Popovich as head coach of the Spurs. Maybe because she's been there for a couple of years, and I think of her as an NBA coach, and she hopped in and took over for two or two and a half, three quarters or something like that. It wasn't like she was named the head coach of the Spurs. That would be a huge deal. It just, it's gotten a lot of coverage, and I get it. She's the first woman to ever be a head coach for any period of time, less than a game, uh, in the history of the NBA. But she's an NBA coach. That's what she is to me, and I know that, and I acknowledge that. So the fact that she got to step up because Pop got himself tossed, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Am I misreading this whole thing? Am I just being a jerk? <laughs> I would never say that, Jerry. Come on. No, I, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, and I actually agree with you because when when I saw that it happened, the first thing I thought was, wait, didn't that already happen before? You know, didn't she? Uh, wasn't there another time that Pop got tossed and she took it over? And I guess it hadn't happened before. No. So. But, oh, geez, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I think it does say something for, um, you know, the fact that there are women coaches in the league right now that you don't think that much of it, you know, that, that, that it isn't necessarily a big deal. I think that's a good thing. It shouldn't be a big deal. It should be, you know, is she a good coach? And, 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 and she's obviously done a really, a really, <laughs> excuse me, a really good job there and they really like her. Uh, so, you know, if that's what she's being judged on, as she should be, uh, then 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 that's what the big deal is. And I agree with you that uh, that 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 the real turning point will be uh, when a when a woman, and I think it will happen uh, probably within the next three, four, maybe five years at the most, that we'll have a woman uh, as a head coach in the NBA getting a getting a legitimate chance. Uh, certainly, the more you see uh, women getting interviews, uh, getting those opportunities. Um, you, you know, then uh, then that'll be more and more commonplace. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I I agree. I didn't think it was that big of a deal uh, because I think you know that's I don't I don't know that we necessarily need to celebrate that. I think we should celebrate when she gets a head coaching job, uh, which uh, you know by all uh, by all measures uh, she she probably deserves and we'll get a shot at it eventually. Man, if I were a betting man, I'd bet she's the one who gets that job yes. that you're talking about within the next five years. Um, and oh, by the way, it seems like to me almost every single night there's a female referee in an NBA game. We've got a handful of them now, and it seems like every time I turn on an NBA game, one of them is doing a job and doing a good job at that. All right, last thing. Um, We suffered uh, a loss today in the NBA, if you're any kind of an NBA old school or old head fan like uh, yours truly is, and you for a slightly lesser amount. Um, Paul Westfall passed away. Um, I a guy who I remember rooting for when I was just a kid, uh, Celtic guy. Then he went to Phoenix, had a tremendous run with the Suns. Also a very successful coach in the NBA, got him to the Hall of Fame. He passed today at the age of 70. Uh, and he, just because uh, his and my timeline are uh, somewhat close, I didn't even know if he was 70 years old. And it's a uh, tough loss and a tragic loss. For the Suns organization, his making the Hall of Fame is something that I think should play a role in every single sport for a guy who, like Westfall, was both a very good player and a very good coach. 
I don't know if he was a Hall of Fame player or a Hall of Fame coach, but when you combine the two, it made him a Hall of Famer. And I think that should happen more often in sports. Do you agree with my stance on Westfall that he's a combo Hall of Famer, and that's a good thing? Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a contribution to the game sort of thing, uh, and and there's no question that uh, uh, that Westfall with with both his talent as a player and his talent as a coach and the success he had uh, as a coach, uh, you know, he'll always tell you that. Uh, that that he should have won a championship with that Suns team in the early '90s, uh, going against uh, uh, going against Michael Jordan. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know I, I, he had a, a very good run in both of those capacities. And so you look at the whole thing and you say, what was this guy's contribution to the game? Uh, you know, is somebody who might have had a better ten-year playing career but never coached. Uh, I think you got to give Westfall an advantage uh, because of what he did as a coach, what he did uh, uh, in that uh, in that part of the arena. So, uh, yeah, you know, and and one of the nicest guys. You know, I I, I I I was really saddened to hear that as well. He was somebody who I always felt like uh, I could call, and 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 he'd uh, uh, you know let me know, and, and you know he'd, he'd be the first to tell you that. Uh, some of the stuff in the league now, he really saw it with uh, uh, when he was coaching DeMarcus Cousins that, that he just kind of lost, you know, he kind of lost touch with where the game was today. Uh, but he always had thoughts on it, he always had thoughts on, on, uh, on um, you know, what was going on in the league. And, and, and like I say, just one of the nicest guys you could imagine. I was glad when he went from the Celtics to the Suns because I couldn't root for him as a Celtic because I was a Knicks fan growing up. So you got to hate all the Celtics. I kind of liked his game. Then he went to the other conferences. All right, now I can be a flat-out fan of this. Uh, great stuff. Oh, let me ask one more thing. I did mean to ask you this. Uh, certainly the bubble last year. Did you go down and cover it at all, or did you uh, do your NBA work from afar? How did you handle the end of the season into the postseason in the bubble? Yeah, I, I stayed out of the bubble, uh, you know, which uh, was was a tough decision, but 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 something I felt I had to do, and um, and and I credit the league; they made everybody very very accessible. Uh, you know, we were all we were all able to get into the zooms uh, and ask our questions and things like that, even if we weren't there. So uh, I did not, but uh, but I thought the league did a great job making it accessible, and 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 maybe they'll 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 continue some of that here into this year. It's sort of been up and down so far as far as media access goes. Uh, but um, I, I, I hope that they can learn something from, from, from the way they handled the bubble and, uh, uh, and, and pass that on to this year. You can still answer the question, though, um, which is good. And it's you quasi-answered it about how the NBA is doing media and relations and stuff like that. But has anyone said anything to you about maybe something they learned or did in the bubble, uh, character building, team rep, uh, rapport, uh, the way they use their practice time or whatever. Was there anything that will come out of the bubble that will become commonplace in the NBA, even though they're no longer in the bubble? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I have heard things that guys have done sort of individually, uh, but I don't know how much that's going to, uh, you know, really kind of pass on to to the way uh to the way teams are handled more more broadly you know i know okay. jamal murray for instance uh changed some of the way he was doing his training we saw uh you know we saw what the results were in the bubble last year so you know i mean there's 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 individual anecdotes like that i don't know if there's anything 
really, obviously, uh, we're still trying to figure out how they're going. You know, they've got the contract, uh, the contact tracing going on now. So, so some of that stuff from the bubble is is being carried into this year. But that's all just COVID nineteen related stuff. But as far as the basketball angle of things, that's a good question. I don't, I don't exactly know if uh, uh, if there are lessons that 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 were learned there that uh, teams are taking uh, and, uh, and and applying to the season. Keep it in the back of your mind when we get you on, when we get a little closer, say midway point of the season, we'll have you on again. I'll ask you the same question. You can say, yeah, you know what yeah, I thought well, about, I'm gonna ask, uh, Yeah, I'm going to ask you around a little bit. <laughs> or I'd say, absolutely nothing, Jody. I, it sounded like a good question, but actually it was an irrelevant question. Either way, I'll uh, hit you up with it again the next time we get you on. Sean, always a pleasure. Glad to have you. Uh, glad to hear you had a good new year. Uh, continue uh, success, and uh, we'll be talking down the road. My pleasure. That is Sean Debony from uh, Forbes.com and Heavy.com covers the NBA for them, giving us good NBA insight. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.